Hello there, you're welcome to the God's Ordained Podcast. This is a new episode and this episode will take a different turn in, you know, the way everything will proceed. So before we start, I'd like to just say a quick short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to hear from you. Father, Lord, we invite you, Lord, in our midst and we ask that the words alone that you want to communicate to us will be passed through the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father Lord, I ask that everyone who shall receive these words, who shall receive this message, shall come into a fresh knowledge, a fresh encounter, a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. You're welcome back <laughs> to another episode on God's Ordained Podcast. So I'll just do a recap for anyone who's new um so the first couple of episodes were me introducing myself to everyone to my audience and then talking about you know as a christian or as a believer the need for devotion the need for spending time with god and then we progressed in february to the month of relationships because the world has now termed it you know valentine's and the month of love and things like that so we had two really awesome episodes about one talking about true friendships what is it that true friendships looks like what does god expect from us when we're you know supposed to be true friends and you know how can we live it out and we learned that you know being committed to your friend john 15 verse um 12 was our anchor scripture you know that you must be willing to love your friend to the point of death. So that was really incredible, an incredible session with my sister and my best friend, Tega. And then we moved into godly marriages. And that did not just only talk about what a godly marriage looked like. It talked about what the things that need to be done in a godly marriage, how you need to prepare yourself for a godly marriage. Uh, and also for the singles or those in a relationship, the things they need to also keep in mind when entering a marriage, you know, and that was really powerful. If you haven't heard any of these episodes, I highly recommend you go back and go and listen to them because for sure you will be blessed. So this week, we're taking a different turn, a much, much different turn. First of all, I'm going to read a letter that I have <laughs> for everyone. And um, the name of this episode basically is You Have a Life. And it's in view of the coming the upcoming Easter celebrations all over the world. And the so what was impressed on my heart with respect to this episode was that there's a lot of people who don't know Jesus Christ. They know the word Jesus. They know Jesus is related to Christianity, but they don't know who he is. They don't know anything about him. So I'm going to introduce Jesus to people and I'm going to tell people or like, you know, you have a life like you have a life worth living. There's a life for you more than the one you're already living. So listen and be blessed. Hello there and happy Easter. Though you may not be listening to this on Easter, but you know, happy Easter. I'm sure you're wondering what this message is about. But before I lose your short interest, I cannot let this Easter celebration pass by like any other calendar holiday without presenting the true reason behind this celebration. Easter is a celebration of life. Yes, life. And not your regular day-to-day life, but eternal life. We have a life available through one person, 
and that person is not you it's not your family members it's not your friends but it's the person of jesus christ how do we know this how can i say such a you know such a statement well i'll tell you why because jesus christ is the son of god that's who jesus christ is the bible reveals who jesus christ is to us in john chapter 3 verse 16 it says for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life wow like i want you to you know take that in again it says for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son the only one that whoever believes in him shall not perish meaning you shall not die but you shall have eternal life wow like just by the fact that you believe in this person called jesus christ who is the son of god you have eternal life i'm like you're wondering i'm sure you're wondering what is eternal life like do i even need eternal life the life i have is good enough right but i'll explain further for you the concept of eternal life may sound fictitious or even overreaching but here's a question i have for you what happens to you after you die like just pause there and think you know when you die what happens do you think life truly ends there if you believe that life ends there then um i don't know how to help you but i can tell you this life doesn't end there because even jesus christ testified that there is a heaven and there's a hell in matthew in the book of matthew in the bible so there's heaven and there's hell so um I don't believe that we stop existing when we die. I know there's people of the school of thought that, oh, we're reincarnated. If we were reincarnated, would you really want to come back to this life to go through the struggles, the pain, the uncertainty, the frustration, the evil and the darkness of this world? Would you really want to be reincarnated into all of that, whether you had a choice or not? I don't think so. All those school of thoughts are pretty much baseless because they, they don't have any evidence. There's no witnesses that support those school of thought, right? But the Bible has a lot of witnesses that support the argument of eternal life. And these are firsthand witnesses. These are real life people who saw Jesus Christ and who saw that Jesus Christ came to earth as the son of God. He died on the cross of Calvary, took upon our sins on him on that cross. He was buried in a cave and on the third day, he rose from the dead. Like he died and he rose from the dead. And then he was ascended into heaven and he had multiple witnesses, multiple men and women testified to the fact that jesus christ rose from the dead multiple people people saw him rise up into heaven they saw him being taken up into heaven and they recorded these these things these sightings that they saw in the bible so that we can see hence we have both historical you know evidence historical evidence to support that jesus christ truly lived died and resurrected and we also have written evidences and there is also the evidence of the holy spirit now um this episode is really focused on people who don't know jesus christ who don't know anything about christianity and then the next question is who is the holy spirit we'll get to that okay so back to my you know question so if you say that 
you will either go to heaven or hell after you die. That's another school of thought. My next question to you then is, what are you doing to secure your place in either heaven or in hell? I'm asking these questions because in our day-to-day lives, we put so much effort, energy, and time into the choices we make. We care so much for our careers. We care so much for our food. We care so much for our children. We care so much for our clothes. We care so much about the vacations we want to go for. We care so much about these things, but we hardly ever make any plans any concrete plans, any everlasting plans for when we die and we go to our final destination. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The truth is there's only one final destination or two, if you like to say, heaven or hell after you die. There's no, (laughs) you know, there's just heaven and there's hell. So you need to make up your mind. But um, this is something, so you're not scared and overwhelmed with fear, you know, How am I going to do this? How am I going to make up my mind? How am I going to choose if it's heaven or hell? What do I need to do? What (laughs) am... Chill. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Do you know that even though we're thinking about those things and not thinking about where we go after we die, guess who thought about where we would go after we die? God. That's what our anchor scripture says, John chapter 3, verse 16. God loved the world so much. He sent his only son so that we would not die but we can have eternal life by believing on Jesus Christ. And he did it out of love, pure love for us, so that when Jesus died, he took upon the consequences of our sin and the death we're supposed to face on himself on that cross so that we can, you know, have a way back to God. So let me take a few steps back. My question then is this. Why did God have to send Jesus Christ in the first place? So I'll take you all back to the beginning. In the beginning, when God created the whole, you know, universe and man, the first man made a decision. He chose sin over God. In the Garden of Eden, we see that God gave commandments for living. You can eat of every other fruit. But of this fruit of the, the knowledge of the, this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not take it. It was a simple instruction. But man decided, you know, I will do what I want to do. And that is sin. So if you also don't even know the meaning of sin, that is sin. Doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. And not the way God tells you to do it. So that's the reason why we're all in this mess. And when Adam did this mistake, when he when he chose this path, he caused the whole race of humankind to be subject to the rule of death and the devil, who is the father of all sin. So let me break it down, especially for people who have never heard any of this before. How were you created? You were created by God. Yes, God created you. And he created you first through the first man called Adam in the Garden of Eden. And he created the wife, Eve, in the Garden of Eden. Now, when they were created in the Garden of Eden, like I said, God gave them simple principles for living. But um, there was also the devil there. Now, who is the devil? The devil is your biggest enemy in the whole wide world. He's the accuser. He's the destroyer. He's the one who brings death. He also, people also know him as the fallen angel because he's a fallen angel. He's He was an angel in a ranking really close to you know god but he decided to do his own thing and refused to obey god and refused to bow down to god instead he wanted others to bow down to him when he was not god and you know 
because of that you know god cast him out of heaven you know down onto the earth and under the earth so he's the father of all sin right now when he came into that garden and because he had access to them still on earth no longer in heaven he had access to them in heaven in earth and he you know you know tricked the woman not tricked but you know he, he asked her a simple question and she knew the answer but she still decided to do what she wanted to do and the husband you know equally joined her and they did what they wanted to do and they committed sin so this caused man to no longer be under the kingdom of god but now the kingdom of the devil this now caused the whole of the human race to be subject to the devil and his his rulership or his kingship or his ruling over our lives and um the consequence of all this the consequence of what happened you know there is death you may not believe it but i pray that the holy spirit would reveal these things unto you as you continue to listen to what i have to say so sin like i said is simply doing what you want when you want and how you want it with no place for the god who created you and the consequence of sin outrightly is death so we all deserve death one because we're you are hairs of adam so in our nature we already bear the mark of sin hence we by default deserve sin okay if you say that oh you don't believe in that because i know there's school of thought that don't believe that there is sin until you reach a certain age and then you have the choices that committing sin what about you know little children that lie what about little children that kill what about little children that are disobedient you know what are little children that grumble and complain and swear and curse? That's all still sin. So it's we all we are all sinners. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> We've all committed sin in one way or another, and we all deserve death. And the death I'm speaking about is not it's not your natural death where your body gives up and you die, and then you know your, your soul is no longer in your body and you're buried no it's spiritual death spiritual death means eternal separation from god meaning you'll be cast into hell because hell is the place for everyone who is separated from god so we have all sinned either in our thoughts by thinking of harming someone in our hearts by refusing to forgive an offense or in our actions by consciously putting ourselves and our choices over God or intentionally treating people in a way that we ourselves would not want to be treated. And God says it is all sin and all sin is equal. All sin is the same. A lie is equal to murder. There is no small sin. There is no big sin. In Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is because God is holy and he cannot stand sin. A good analogy to make this clear is that when you commit a public offense, maybe you get a speeding ticket or you murder someone or you rob someone or you're involved in like a drug trafficking scheme, you deserve to face the punishment, right? Tied to such a crime. And most times we turn ourselves in, whether we have the choice to or not, whether we're caught or not. Like once you have been caught at the scene of the crime, the police is going to arrest you for sure. And there will be a charge laid against you. This is the same with spiritual things. Because of our nature of sin, because of the sin that is in us, because of the sin we actively commit, we deserve a punishment. And that punishment, simply put, is death. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 also makes this clear. It tells us that for the wages of sin 
is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God is a merciful God and he's a just God that he saved us from the punishment of our sins that we deserved before we knew we needed it by providing the way out through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the way out. So how do you come into you know, this salvation? How do you come into this place of not receiving the punishment that you deserve? It is simple. You need to believe that one, you are a sinner and you deserve death. And then when you acknowledge that fact, when you, you know, list out all the things you've done and then you you, you, you decide that I'm going to repent of these things, the next thing is you can't do it on your own. Because there's people who have tried to live in quote a good life, a holy life. You cannot do it on your own because like I said, our nature is sinful based on the fact that we are all descendants of Adam. So you can't do it on your own. You need a savior. And that savior is the one person of Jesus Christ. That is why I say you have a life. So when you then take the step to say, okay, I'm going to believe in Jesus to save me from this sin you've taken a huge step because you've been justified in the sight of God just by just by believing on Jesus Christ. So when you believe that Jesus is the one who, who can take care of my sins because he paid the cost of my sins on the cross of Calvary, when you do that, when you take that step of faith and believe, you accept the payment that Jesus made for you. You are saved. I'm going to quickly read a scripture in John chapter 14, verse 6. Give me one quick second. <laughs> John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus was speaking here. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So you see, people who say they want to go to heaven, but they don't know the way. The way is Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's that simple. And you can't get to heaven without going through Jesus Christ. You can't get saved without Jesus Christ. Your sins cannot be taken care of apart or without the person of Jesus Christ. So what does eternal life mean then? It is simply the restoration of a sinner to his creator, God, through the Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is more real than the life we live now, I assure you. Now, this is what Easter celebrates. Easter celebrates that Jesus Christ went on the cross of Calvary. He took up all our sins, the past sins, the present sins, the future sins, the unintentional sins. And he took them up and he died. He knew that all of them on the cross so that we, we may have a way out from eternal separation, from death that awaits us, you know, from God. Hence, you have a life exclamation mark all you need to do like i said is one believe in your heart that you're a sinner and you need a savior to confess with your mouth and like that you receive it in romans chapter 9 verses 9 to 10 it says that if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and you believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified and it's with your mouth that you confess and you are saved do you believe that's my question for you today if you believe in your heart that 
Jesus Christ is the only way for you to be saved. Say this little prayer with me. Dear Jesus Christ, I am a sinner and I believe that you died for me. Come into my life and save me from the debts that I deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. If you said that prayer, you've taken the biggest step of your life. And I welcome you. I should even put a clapping thing here. I welcome you. Like, I clap for you. I welcome you into the kingdom of God. I welcome you into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You have taken the, the most important step of your life. And I'm glad that you took that step. I rejoice with you. You don't even know how angels are rejoicing with you right now for just taking that step. And I, I congratulate you. I say congratulations. You've done a great job. Welcome home welcome home daughter welcome home son welcome home i hope you are truly blessed with this episode i hope that you know things in your life will start to make sense to you just by listening to this episode i hope that you enjoy this easter with the true knowledge and understanding that you have a life through jesus christ and i want to ask you know if you know anyone who is not saved who doesn't know the truth about jesus christ who doesn't know who jesus christ is please share this to them so that they too may be blessed they too may be you know taken and brought into the kingdom of god they too may have access to heaven because the goal is heaven in jesus name amen thank you for listening and god bless you